Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, I'm Jason Cunningham. You are listening to the TalkSport Daily podcast. Mr. Goldstein is back next week. Boom. So you've got the other half of the energetic sports bar duo. On today's show, you'll be hearing from Ray Parler telling his old club, Arsenal, what they must do right now, this very second. There's also the fallout from the Europa League, where you guys called into the sports bar, myself and Mickey Gray, and Jim White tells us who his Premier League player of the decade is. But we start with Ray Parler on Brecky with Big Al telling Arsenal who should replace Unai Emery. Ian Holloway was alongside them. I think Freddie, Freddie long, sorry mate, you were a great player, but you're long as he's part manager. of the, long as he's part of the uh, the setup, <laughs> that's what Arsenal got to do. Say so, right, we want Ancelotti, but Freddie's got to be part of the, the coaching staff. That's what he's got to do. We we got this slight problem. If you look at Chelsea and the the situation they were in, got a ban and everything, and they put in a legend, mm. club legend, but he had one really important year of having a go at Derby and I think he did so well Frank it wasn't a risk whereas Freddie hasn't had that no. and a club like Arsenal in the state they're in at the minute I've got to be honest it looks the worst team without the ball that I've ever seen mm. going forward they're not that bad obviously they've got some really good players but without the ball mm. as a front six they're, I, don't think, yeah. I think it's hopeless mm. So they need someone of that ilk, in my opinion, yes. to actually step straight in and go bang, bang, bang. Three days ago, I was a Napoli manager. Just got a four 0 win. He's been sacked. So yeah, he wasn't on the market. But now he's on the market. You've got to really think about. Okay, his experience. He knows the Premier League. He's, he's worked in the Premier League. So go for it. Yeah, and uh, he, he would have that job. No, surely Ancelotti. Yeah. Back in London. Oh, yeah, you know Arsenal. Don't kid yourself. Club, so many managers would. Dive, dive, run over the, the back, uh, back of sharks to get that job. That's only, what they would do. That, that's how big a job Run is. over the back yeah, of sharks. Yeah, you imagine there's sharks never, and they're straight I have over. never heard that saying ever. No, I just made it up. Run, run, I'd run over a, uh, uh, the back of sharks to get that job. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> what? You don't want to just say the same stuff, mate. What I'm saying, in football terms, that is a massive job. I would walk over broken glass. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Run Hot over coals? the back of sharks. Hot coals? I don't think so. That's the sports mob with me, the duck lover, not the duck lover, and former Sunderland left-back Mickey Gray taking your Europa League calls. Let's go and speak to Tay, who's a Manchester United fan. Um, good evening, Tay. Welcome to the show. Hi, Tay. Good evening. How are you? All right, Tay. Good, not, not bad. Were you at the game, Tay? 
I was at the game, yeah, just driving home. Right, okay. What do you make of it? Uh, I was I sat my, I was I was my mate and I sat at half time and I was I was gutted because I thought we played so well against City and so well against Spurs and then all of a sudden we've just looked, I felt like I could have gone to sleep in the first half but then all of a sudden out of nowhere 10 12 minutes of just magic and that's uh, that's I feel like that's that kind of depicts Ollie's reign at the moment he's he you know we play so well against some of the big teams and then all of a sudden we we look we just look so flat against some of the smaller teams or quote, smaller teams, and I think that's the frustrating part, because I believe in Oli, I, I really do, and I think he can do some wonderful things for us, but... Like what? What's the, the most wonderful things, thing Tay? To change, Tay, what's, what's, when you say you can well, do wonderful look, things, I, what, what are I, wonderful I, things? For me, one of the wonderful things are bringing us back to a place where, you know, Old Trafford is rocking, and we're winning trophies, simple as that. So Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is going to win you trophies? I, I believe that, and I believe in the process, but I don't believe it's going to happen straight away, I really don't. And I think it's going to be a long, difficult road to that, maybe a year, maybe two years. But he's trying to, he's blown up the squad, right? He said, look, I'm going, to start from, I'm going to start from scratch. I can respect that. But the only way it's going to, we, if we don't let him actually have the process and live and die by his, pro, his, 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 his sword, then we've got, nothing to live, we've got nothing to go by. If we keep chopping and changing and not letting somebody actually have a proper, proper, proper goal at revitalizing the squad... I, look, I, I believe United should be winning all the time, but at the same time, we have to admit that we've fallen. We've fallen. We've fallen a long way off, and for us to get back to where we want to be, we have to give a manager the proper time and the proper. If he wants to go ahead and say, "I'm going to build this from the beginning," I'm going to go and bring in youth and try and do this the way that you know Sir Alex did it. Good for him, but we have to at least live, let him have the chance, let him have the opportunity. What happens now when we when when teams come to Old Trafford? or we go somewhere, and they want to put 10, 11 players behind the ball, and we can't break them down, and we're, we just rely solely on the counter-attack. Mm. So that's where I struggle. Is I, I wonder what his answer is to that. Because if he can find an answer to that, we're already playing great against the big teams. We just need to figure out how to beat the, quote, smaller teams. Now to drive with Adrian Durham and Darren Goff. Here they are talking Pogba. Yeah, I'd just like to say uh, two points, really. Uh, first of all, I came on here last week and said I'd rather have right said Fred than Fred in midfield. <laughs> I'd like to take that. I'd rather take. I'd take that back because the last two games is the best I've seen him play yep. in a United shirt. So I'll put my hands up and admit I was wrong. Well, he did have Fred. a couple of hits. <laughs> right said yeah, Fred did but... have a couple of big hits, mate. So he's allowed a couple of good games. Exactly, but. I'll come on there and say that I'll take it back now. He'll probably play awful at the weekend now. So. <laughs> but anyway, on my up, I've always said right from the word go that he should play in the middle of, of a front three behind the strikers. So like Rashford on the left, James on the right, and Pogba at the top. Because he's not a holding midfielder. He's more out of him if he plays at the top of that diamond. Yeah. And then we've got McTominay and Fred at the back. And if we're short on numbers, he can drop back. But... There isn't many players out there that can find a pass like that on a turn of sixpence, bang. Listen, people can't say that he's got no quality, Paul Pogba. They just cannot say that. Um, he's clearly been at the top level too long. But it, for whatever reason, it hasn't worked in the three and a half years consistently enough It's the results, though. It's because of the results. And but that's he's a part team. Of that. Yeah, exactly. He's part of it, and the team is the main man because what they paid for him, and they were almost building the team around him, and job, whatever it goes with it. So he's the one who takes the responsibility. 
other than the manager, everybody just immediately looks, well, he's, he's our most expensive player, it's his fault. But that's because we assume he's good enough, OK? So when they look at Lingard and say, well, he's just not good enough for Man United when things are going wrong, people will jump to that conclusion. But with Pogba, they'll think, hang on a minute, he, this is a really top player, so he should be good enough. Um, this is uh, Johnny the Red who says, Fred has had more good games this season than Pogba in three and a half years. Uh, Raphael says, uh, you're talking rubbish. You've compared Lingard and Fred to Paul Pogba. Um, listen, what we're doing is, Paul Pogba, the manager has said he's got a big part to play. Okay, so where is that big part in the team going to be? Is it going to be in Fred's position? Uh, is it going to be in place of him? Well, you wouldn't drop Fred at the moment, would you? Lingard, is it going to be in place of him? Probably more likely. That's the question we're asking. And never mind comparing them. I mean, it's about who gets into the team. It's about whether Paul Pogba deserves to walk straight back into the Man United team when he's fit again, isn't it? It doesn't matter that he's a World Cup winner 18 months ago. What matters is now Man United having good results. Do they change that winning team for Pogba? We can cross over now to H&J, Hawksby and Jacobs. You can hear the two radio legends weekdays on TalkSport from 1 until 4pm every single day. Here are some of the best bits of their show. Slogger says, once shared a taxi mm. from Birmingham to Leeds after a Christmas party with Jeff Horsfield, the former striker, of course. Yeah. He was all elbows in the back of the cab. <laughs> what do you think was marking him from a corner? <laughs> I've no idea how much it cost. He paid for it, which was very good of him, I'm sure. So I sit next to a football. Oh, no, that's right. I went to football with Jason. Jason's all elbows at football. Is it? Because I suppose they're, they're every move, isn't it? Every they're, move. They're kind of, like, yeah. just, if he's in the war, he's, yeah, he's, just, yeah. he's giving you a little dig, was he? It's exciting, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Peter Wright, Peter Snake. Right, right. Oh, yeah. We, uh, of course, part of the uh, big darts tournament starting tomorrow. Of the course, World yeah. Championships. We're all looking forward to that. Do a bit on it tomorrow. But uh, Peter's unveiled a new hairstyle, which is amazing. His wife does all these. Yeah. This is a snowman. It's a blue, sky blue, sort of basically, and white affair and with his mohawk, you know. Mm. And uh, But he's he's been talking. He says... It doesn't really echo the bloke he is. He said, I, it's not, I, yeah. he said I'm, I'm really quite shy, and because that's what we felt. We met him. We, we? Yeah, we, we met him a, a while back, and he came in at the studio, and uh, he's a really quiet bloke. Is he, you, <laughs> you think you look at the shirt, yeah, you think he's, he's going to be and the hair, you think absolutely he's be, larger oh, than life. Amazing. Yeah, incredible. And, uh, and that's not what we got, was it? Um, somebody's being picky. I mentioned there's a Gillingham in Dorset, uh, apparently. Oh, yeah. mm. uh, and someone will almost certainly be sending in a clip of the week that will get played is uh, Anne Grenade. <laughs> Anne Grenade. Somebody called Miss <laughs> Anne Grenade. Grenade. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. Good name, isn't it? <laughs> she said, sorry to be picky, but the Gillingham in Dorset is, uh, the G is pronounced uh, like G in girl, so it's Gillingham. Oh, okay. So, okay. Thank you, Anne. Uh, yes, for right, that man. keep pull, the pin in won't you yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was yeah. the uh, the 205 and the 235 at Taunton with the Dave Griddle <laughs> travel novices Dave Griddle Dave Criddle I think it is Griddle or Criddle I can't see oh okay <laughs> it's Criddle or Griddle okay I prefer um, Griddle I prefer Griddle too yeah now uh, what was I going to say yeah, I don't I, know I quite like an urban myth being busted and uh, I didn't really know this but you, you may when you walk around the streets of London I'm expecting other cities in the UK too mm. Parakeets. It's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Parakeets. Yeah, we've got them around our way, yeah. Force the other birds out. Yeah. And the urban myth was that Jimi Hendrix was blamed for the spread of parakeets in London, introducing... Who, who no, put this, that out there? Jimi Hendrix um, 
well, I don't want to say the first line is a bit much, but he said, he said it may have brought rock and roll to London, but according to a new study, he can no longer take credit for its booming parakeet population. Various legends have sprung up to explain the city's ring-necked parakeets, a species native to South Asia. One holds that Hendrix, gloriously stoned and of the opinion that his lime green parrot should be allowed to kiss the sky, I see, I get oh, it, I'll get it yeah. released a pair named Adam and Eve on Carnaby Street in 1968. The story implies they went forth and multiplied. Anyway, science, scientists have disproved this thing. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I'd never heard that. That's a new one on me. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix <laughs> parakeets had, had kicked it all off. Really? That one either at all. What a corker. Back to Brecky now, and here's Ian Holloway. It is a guest with Big Al and Ray Parler. And here they are going through club's records after they sat Dolly. Oh, that's harsh. How's your recollection when you left clubs? Did they do well the, the week after or next game <laughs> or not? Um, What you try and do is leave the club in a better situation. Look at you laughing. <laughs> <clears throat> You're getting sacked in the morning, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let, let me tell ah, you. look at you. No, let no. me tell you how well you've done, right? Come on, Em. This is, this is harsh. Harsh. This is not my idea, by the way. Yeah, come so. on. Get out. So, we start. 2001, January. Bristol Rovers sacked. After all, they were sacked. They didn't win a game for a month. Yeah, happy were, with that one? Yeah, they were all in, They were all crying in their soup. Happy happy with yeah, that one? Yeah, no, Are you happy with that one? Well, you're a Bristol you, Rovers No, fan. you know you there's some be. things. No, I'm not happy with that. I want them to win. Right, uh, so go to 2006 QPR. You were put on gardening leave. Why gardening leave? What, what's all that about? That was uh, Gianni Palladini. Was it? A great friend of mine. Not. 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 Anyway, you were put on gardening leave in February 2006. QPR then went on a five-game unbeaten run. 2007, Plymouth. You resigned from Plymouth in November 2000. The next game, they beat Sheffield United 1-0. But don't panic yet. Don't panic. Then it was Leicester 2008. After being relegated, Ollie left at the end of 2008. Uh, 2012, Blackpool. Ollie jumped ship from Blackpool to Palace. And when you left Palace in 2013, they didn't win a game for a month. The thing about it is, Ollie, when you first got the job, what was the first result? Can you remember the first results for Bristol Rovers, for QPR? Because that's what the reaction is when a new manager comes in, yeah. and you well, win he the first game. At that, has he? Yeah, he's gone the other way. Yeah, yeah, excuse yeah. me, I don't. I I just read what's in front of me. Is I, that I, those tubes behind me? Is it? Yes. Elf, yeah. Elf, Elf, what is Gardner's leave? Uh, Would you want to be on Gardner's leave? Ooh, I might. <laughs> I might. <laughs> Jill said you're good in the garden. <laughs> um, as Ray says, getting off the subject. Um, do you remember you know what your first game in charge? That's a buzz, isn't yeah. it? Come on, I'm no, it is a good like start. most of them. I won. Yeah, you know, to be honest, it, it, and it's not easy. You, there's always something wrong. It, I mean, the, the problem I had was when, when I went to Palace. They, they were doing really well, and Dougie mm. left. So yeah. you know, it was like, hang on a minute, that was a real difficult who was, one. Who was the boss, Simon? Simon Jordan was no, he the boss? No, no, it was Steve Notes. Parrish. Oh, yeah. Steve Parrish. Steve Parrish. Oh, right, okay. So all I did the first game, they made me sit up in the stand. So I watched that. We beat Blackburn Rovers. Then I took took charge, so called, of of a game against Ipswich. Yeah. And we won five nil. They had, what? We only had thirty eight percent of possession. Ipswich passed us off the park, but we beat them five nil. Wow. And that was Mick's first game. Was it? So listen, it is. Stats are there, but you know I like to think anybody I managed mm. would improve. say improve, but also say things that I cared about when I tried to work with them. Yeah. And I, what did you go for most, tactical, or were you more man management? 
both really how you've got to be on top of both I, I love the way the game was changing and, and I tried to develop a way of playing and took that to Blackpool so yeah. I wanted to take that to Palace but I couldn't do it they didn't want to play that way they were more comfortable not having the ball but you know they, they've been a fantastic success after me so was Leicester because the problem at Leicester was we had far too many players I tried to whittle the squad down we got relegated it was an absolute disaster and in came Nigel Pearson got him promoted twice you know yeah. so it was it was fantastic because no matter what you did they had 33,000 fans every week out you know, yeah. Would you want to get back into Ollie? I miss it. The right opportunity. I miss it so badly sometimes, and I can't really tell you why, Ray. Yeah. It, it, you know the banter you were talking about. The, in my life, I've needed that to feel like I'm part of something. And, yeah. and and when you're the head man, it is so draining sometimes, but it's so exhilarating as well. Mm. You know, and and all you need is someone to realise that. Hang on, I'm, I got that right. I did that there, and and they've learned something. It's it's just quite. I can't describe it, but. Mm. I'm so lucky. I'm more than happy with my life at the minute. Ian Danter has been speaking with Shakiri at Liverpool's training ground. This is the Swiss international's reflection on how his career has turned around since joining Liverpool from Stoke. Relegated uh, one and a half year ago, so with Stoke, and that was not was also experience for me, who I never uh, used to. So. Um, and then next year, I just win the Champions League with Liverpool. It was just an amazing story, and um, I'm very delighted to be here. And uh, yeah, I think uh, we have a, a lot of things to to achieve, and I'm um, looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, the progress going very good. To hear the full interview, tune into Game Day exclusive from 11 a.m. this Saturday on Talk Sport. Now let's head over Jim White and Natalie Sawyer, and here's Jim telling us who his Premier League player of the decade is. Yeah, I'm voting Jimmy Vardy because for me, it's his story that trumps everybody else's. This is a man, Glenn, you have to remember, who came from the very bottom of the football pyramid, Halifax Fleetwood, and he proved himself to be pure Premier League quality. He scores goals, Natalie, in any company. It was a real driving force uh, behind that amazing story when Leicester went on and won the Premier League. Now, in that title-winning season, 2015-16, he broke Ruud van Nistelrooy's record, scoring in 11 consecutive matches. Do you remember that, Glenn? Mm -hmm. and he was voted Premier League Player of the Season and he scored 24 goals for Leicester when they won that thing. Now, he broke into the England team and uh, although he, he, he wasn't given an abundance of chances, he still in that time notched up seven goals uh, for England since he came in. He deserves great credit for the way he's handled uh, the international retirement situation and it shows to me he was right to do what he did, come out of uh, the England international scene because already he's concentrated on Leicester and he scored 16 in 16 matches for Leicester City this season. And he goes from strength to strength and he's finishing this decade very, very strongly. So, Glenn Johnson, I put it to you, sir. <laughs> Jamie Vardy would be my man. Yeah, um, and yeah, I'll back you up in terms of the utmost respect for what he's done and obviously the leagues that he's come through. You know, there's not many people, if any, have done that. Mm. Um, and then he finally got to the to the top in the Premier League and he, he, he showed that he could do it there. So... Yeah, as a bloke and as a player, I have the utmost respect for him. I'm Paul Hawksby, and this is TalkSport Daily. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. By the way, it's back on the Sports Bar, myself and Mickey Gray. Another chance to hear, by the way, is here now, by the way. So let's kick off with breakfast with Ali McQuist, who interrupts Big Al's time check. This is classic, by the way, by McQuisty. Twelve minutes before eight o'clock. By the morning. way, what? Uh, I mean, I mean, just kind of <laughs> rude at the arrogance of McQuist there, cutting right across him. A new victim to the by the way epidemic is Talksport's Bob Mills, my old mate Bob. Here is his debut with a very high-pitched, by the way... Sort of 10 years, they're a better team. I don't think we've seen the best of them. And by the way, even if they do... Oh, 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 by the way! Bob! By the way, Bob, well done! Didn't know it could go that high. Now, and no nonsense, no messing, Georgie Bingham with a, by the way, straight out of the break. Go on, Georgie. By the way... I mean, there you go. No messing. (laughs) Just get out of the way. She wants to appear... On, by the way, Georgie, well done. <laughs> that is a sharp one, that. Right, if you're a regular, you may have heard one like this before. Big Al's with a vintage ha- handbrake turn, by the way. We'll talk later. Thank you. Dean Good Ashton now. Now it's three days away. By the way, have you seen the loudest voice <laughs> on Sky Atlantic? <laughs> three days away, by the way. Well, we don't, we'll never find out what's three days away. We, we aren't. We, you know what? We've, quite frankly, we don't care because we've got a by the way in there. Now, Danny Kelly, with an incredibly, let's be brutally honest, unnecessary by the way. I'm not suggesting for one minute that Leicester will catch Liverpool, but to disrespect them in the way they've been disrespected. Now, six points clear, yeah. by the way. See, I mean, you didn't have to say that. There's still going to be six points clear. By the way, doesn't didn't have to happen. <laughs> Breakfast again with Ali McCoist and Big Al throwing by the ways at each other back and forth. Brian Robson, no, not many about is there, mate? No. I think, but, well, uh, by the way, we're not taking that away from Brighton here, are we? You no, know, because... By the way, I need to say to you, 
I saw the highlights of Brighton at uh, at Liverpool at Anfield. Yeah, and I know Liverpool lost the goalkeeper, but I thought Brighton played really, really well. And yeah, they could have no, been they another look okay, didn't they? By the way, uh, what does Stevie Bruce say? <laughs> it's like it's like Big Al's gone. You're, you're not having that, by the way. Yeah. I'm I'm ending this argument. He's beat me. Yeah. He's, he's got two in there. I've got to I, beat him. I have to beat you on, by the way. <laughs> it's like confetti in the in the breakfast show. Now, let's go to the northeast uh, with Graham Courtney. Double, by the way, goal update. It really is. Well, he stretched completely unmarked, by the way. He just could not get onto it as well. So that one went wide for a goal kick. If it all stays like this, Newcastle move on to 20 points from 10 games, which is uh, seven points more than they had at the same stage last season under Rafa Benitez. Southampton, by the way, will climb out of the bottom so three as well. It's everywhere. <laughs> People are just throwing them in wherever you can throw a by the way in. <laughs> they're just throwing them in. It really is. This one. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, by the way. <laughs> I hope this has got justice, this one. A local milkman, by the way, from Extra Times, Sam Stephen. Yeah, it's, most it's, of it's a dying industry. Um, we've got a great local milkman, by the way, in the, in the Trowbridge and Wiltshire area. Who's <laughs> Joe, that's the most boring, by the way, I've ever heard. That is the how's that made on it? I mean, can we, can we let's hear that with some snoring? Can we do that with the worst, most boring, by the way? Can we do that? We've we got the facilities, the, yeah. Most of it's, a, it's a dying industry. Um, got a great local milkman, by the way, in, uh, in the Trowbridge <laughs> and Wiltshire area. <laughs> Poor old Sam. You've been listening to the TalkSport Daily Poddy. Please click and subscribe via Acast, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Don't forget that tomorrow, Saturday, on TalkSport, it's game day where you can hear three live Premier League commentaries across the network. The early game is Liverpool versus Watford. Coverage gets underway. That's from 11am. Then, over on TalkSport 2, it's Chelsea versus Bournemouth for the 3pm game. And back over at TalkSport is Southampton versus West Ham. El Sakiko. That is 5.30 kickoff. There'll be another one of these podcasts same time on Monday. Great show today. Another great edition of The Potty coming up on Monday. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.